Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. is dedicated to our patron Karen who requested this story and brought to you by Misty Green Branches. Tonight, we'll read excerpts from Emily of New Moon written by L.M. Montgomery. Similar to the author's other series, Anne of Green Gables, this is the first in a series of novels about an orphan girl growing up on Prince Edward Island. Emily is a heroine with a love for the beauty of nature and art, loyalty to her friends, a thirst for knowledge, and a passionate dedication to her writing. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Chapter 1 The House in the Hollow The house in the hollow was a mile from anywhere, so Maywood people said. It was situated in a grassy little dale, looking as if it had never been built like other houses, 
but had grown up there like a big brown mushroom. It was reached by a long green lane and almost hidden from view by an encircling growth of young birches. No other house could be seen from it, although the village was just over the hill. Ellen Green said it was the lonesomest place in the world and vowed that she wouldn't stay there a day if it wasn't that she pitied the child. Emily didn't know she was being pitied and didn't know what lonesomeness meant. She had plenty of company. There was father and Mike and Saucy Sal. The wind woman was always around, and there were the trees, Adam and Eve, and the rooster pine, and all the friendly lady birches. And there was the flash, too. She never knew when it might come, and the possibility of it kept her a thrill and expectant. Emily had slipped away in the chilly twilight for a walk. She remembered that walk very vividly all her life, perhaps because of a certain eerie beauty that was in it. Perhaps because the flash came from the first time in weeks more likely because of what happened after she came back from it. It had been a dull, cold day in early May, threatening to rain, but never raining. Father had lain on the sitting room lounge all day. He had coughed a good deal, and he had not talked much to Emily which was a very unusual thing for him. Most of the time he lay with his hands clasped under his head and his large, sunken, dark blue eyes fixed dreamily and unseeingly on the cloudy sky that was visible between the boughs of the two big spruces in the front yard. Adam and Eve, they always called those spruces, because of a whimsical resemblance Emily had traced between their position, with the reference to a small apple tree between them, and that of Adam and Eve and the tree of knowledge in an old-fashioned picture in one of Ellen Green's books. The tree of knowledge looked exactly like the squat little apple tree, and Adam and Eve stood up on either side as stiffly and rigidly